folks, welcome to the Seven Figure Network Podcast. I am so excited about the episode today because I have a husband and wife team on board. And you guys know a little bit about us. You know, Conchetta and I did this together, so it's so much fun to have Dino and Danny here today. Dino and Danny Nadeko are builders. They've been in the game for a while, but they're also, they have a family. They travel a lot. They are based in Tennessee, so they are in an interesting area compared to a lot of folks listening to this. So you guys know I hate telling people stories. So first and foremost, Dino and Danny, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. So so guys, tell me your story. What actually drove you into this industry? Well, uh, it's, it's actually funny, first of all, because um, I got introduced to this industry back in 2015. Uh, I'm originally coming from Slovenia, from Europe, and um, and basically one of my friends, you know, just called me like, you know, this kind of like old old school stories, like just come and and just have a drink with us. We're gonna we're gonna talk about something and so on, you know, this kind of like a, a, I would say like like hidden things when you don't know, you just go somewhere and you don't know what's gonna happen, yes. like you're gonna come back home or you know whatever, right? So that's what happened to me, and 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 when I got introduced to the industry. I just saw the big picture, you know, when, like, I remember like yesterday when, when the guy was explaining there for the first time, like the, the model of network marketing. And, and he was telling like, you know what, like if you do that and if you help this one, if you do that and if you do that, and, and even like after like, you know, hundreds of levels, if those people do that and you help them to do that, you're going to get paid. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I said, before you actually go forward, can you call someone who is like an expert on that and, and just verify this information for me, because if that's the truth, mm-hmm. then there is no limits. Yeah. And he's like, I don't need to call anyone. I'm telling you right now, that's, <laughs> that's the deal. That's how it works. I'm like, okay, I, you got my attention. Like whatever I need to do, let me go and, and, and start to start doing it. So that's how I actually got introduced to the industry. Yeah. Yes. So on, on my side, it's, you know, I, I come from Mexico. I am originally from Mexico City. I, uh, you know, started in the industry quite a few years ago. Uh, and I was very, very young. Um, actually, my father introduced me to the industry. And oh, I, yeah, that's pretty cool. But, you know, I, I was like, well, that's one of my dad's weird business. You know, I didn't <laughs> Yes, I didn't want to even go to his meetings because he had a team and he even told me, hey, you have team, a team of people and you already have a rank. And I'm like, OK, that's interesting. Thank you, Dad. But, you know, I think that's not for me. So um, there was a point in my life where I had to sell my business. I had a computer uh, business. I, you know, we provided internet for schools and, you know, for different places and I was doing pretty well. So for me, those businesses like were like kind of weird. Right. And, uh, I had to sell the business because I had to relocate to the U S from Mexico. So, uh, I sold like basically all of my belongings in within like uh, a month. So it was like pretty fast. And uh, I was very open because I didn't want to go to the U.S. And of course, you know, I'm a U.S. citizen, but still, you know, you you struggle to find uh, a job. You know, I was thinking about more, not as an entrepreneur, but as a, a regular person. You know, I was I didn't want to come to the U.S. and have to to get a job where where I will be making pennies. And because I, I was doing really well with my business. Mm-hmm. So. 
I told my dad, okay, so I'm going to go with you to one of your meetings because I think that, that it might be good. He invited me. I went there. I saw the things. I was like at the very back, very skeptical. And I saw no employees, no inventory, you oh. know, residual income. And I was like, <laughs> I think this is for me. So long story short, I built a large team in, in a few weeks because I, I needed to, yeah. not because... Uh, I knew how to do it. I just did it because I, I, I had the need. I, I had a goal of an income. I said, you know, I'm making this much with my business here in Mexico, but to be able to have a good lifestyle in the U.S., I needed this amount of money. So I set my goal. I got my friends involved and we did really good. However, I want to tell you, it was a startup company oh, yep. and it was my first company. And it didn't do very well. They shut down within the first year. Mm-hmm. I was making really good income, but then they shut it down and then I was left with nothing. Um, I, I was in a very bad situation at the moment. I um, had to go into welfare, unfortunately. And, you know, I found another opportunity. You know, somebody told me that one of my former sponsor, which was my dad's sponsor, uh, called me and he said, Danny, you know, I have these things. I know that it didn't work out in the last company, but, you know, I think that this is the company. So uh, I, I didn't even have a, a penny on my bank account. And I told him, yes, just go ahead and sign me up. I was on insurance for work, workers insurance in Texas. And uh, with my insurance money, I was able to buy the, the, the pack, the biggest pack. You know, I sold it within 35 minutes. The rest is history. I recovered my, my money to pay my rent. And I was able to, to build, a, you know, a solid team within some, you know, not the same year, but because everybody talks about how it's fast and you're, you're going to make a lot of money. But it took me around uh, from six to, to eight years to really build a strong, solid team. So it's, it's not like an easy fix, but for me at that moment, I didn't have anything. I didn't want to go in and find a job and I didn't want to be in welfare. That was embarrassing for me. I, I don't want that for anybody. That's not a good situation uh, where somebody would be. So uh, from there, you know, I've been, you know, developing different teams, you know, from company to company, I can say, not because I want to, but because most of the companies I've been in, they shut down. They they just basically go out of business. So um, we ended up here in Tennessee. Uh, we, we were building a company, you know, like the, the, the entire story of why we're here in Nashville, Tennessee, is that we, we founded a company that didn't work out either. So, uh, you know, being in the industries, we have seen a lot of things, but what we have learned is that the principles are the same. Like, uh, you know, in our previous conversation we were having, we were able to, to, to build one team in a certain company. Then we did it again once, twice, three, four, five times. And, you know, we will, we'll talk about, of, uh, about some of those things that uh, can help uh, this audience to, to really have a consistent, solid team. And it doesn't matter what happens to, to your company. It doesn't matter what happens to you, your family or your situation, because when you have the skills, there's nothing that, that will be taken away from you. Some people might take away from you a position or, you know, the company might shut down 
or maybe you know you're entering into a business where you put uh, put some money and then they take it away but when you have the skills mm -hmm. you can rebuild over yeah. and over you just unrolled so many golden nuggets right there. I don't even know if everybody everybody recognizes the amount of golden nuggets. I got to mention one first because it's so prevalent to what's going on today. You owned a quote unquote real business, found out about network marketing and realized how amazing it would be to not have overhead, not have employees, not have all the headaches that go along with it. That's what so many people are going through right now with the great resignation. You guys see it. You know, th this is this is going to be, I think, one of the most exciting times ever in network marketing because we're bringing in people like you even more so people who have been, you know, normal business owners, quote unquote, or entrepreneurs that now due to the great resignation, due to everything else, have decided I want something different. I don't want a ton of overhead. You know, I almost lost my business because everybody had to work from home, all these other things. And they found network marketing. So talking about that today is even more prevalent than when you went through it. So that's amazing. I want everybody to understand that that's the beauty of this time is so many amazing business owners are going to find us in network marketing because it's that next logical step for them. Another thing you mentioned that's so important, you saw rock bottom and you saw the top. You know, until you feel both, you just don't get it. You know, until yeah. you've had great success and have it ripped out from underneath you, you truly do not appreciate the great success. And, and you know, and the last thing you said, having teams collapse or having companies collapse underneath you, your leadership made them bound to you. Your leadership made these folks realize it didn't matter as much what the product was. I trust you. And that that to me is just the ultimate version of retention, if you will. If you can retain folks going from company to company, that's retention. Retention isn't getting somebody to rebuild one more time. Retention is to get those folks to have such faith in you that they just keep following you. So oh, I, I, I'm, I'm using your words, but man, you unpacked it so beautifully. I so appreciate it. So, so guys, <laughs> tell, tell me what your secret has been. You know, now you guys are a team. Now, now, it's, now it's two for all. So what have you guys done over the last couple of years to keep building during lockdown? Because I mean, you guys have seen it. Some companies did real well during lockdown. Some hit a plateau and some dropped off like a rock. You know, how did you guys make it through lockdown by, you know, keep keep building through it? Well, I think one of the most important parts, first of all, is is just like uh, I, I would always try to kind of like repeat these words because it's so needed in this industry right now. And, and first of all, it's like, you know, transparency, honesty and just just being cure. Right. That's just something that. Where, where we just feel that we just have to do way better, like, you know, as, as the entire industry and as, as, as companies, as, as leaderships and all those kind of things that uh, uh, we are entering to this stage where where network marketing is not just a side business anymore, where where like where, where it's really getting into like uh, positioned, you know, where where people are talking about network marketing the same, like, I don't know, someone is a lawyer, someone is a doctor, you, like, like, seriously, you know, this is this is getting like like all around the world right now as, 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 a, as a real profession. And then so many times uh, we don't act as professionals, even if we are in this profession. And, and that's something where, where I see that a lot of people have been struggling lately and, and not just, not just leaders, but of course also companies and all those things. So I personally believe, you know, this is where a lot of things will get and, and get better because there's going to be a lot of attention in this specific area. Mm -hmm. But as, 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 as far as like, when it comes to like, let's say, you know, the last year or two, as you said, like when it comes to, to all those things that are happening, really uh, just getting back to what you just mentioned before you said, like when you actually, have connection with people that are going to be with you and follow you no matter what right mm -hmm. this is where you actually have the power of of like being able to to change so many things 
because the reality is it's not just about like you said the product or like the you know the company or anything such but it's really about this genuine connection between you and and and, and the people you have like like you know many times people say you know you have strangers you actually meet them as strangers you then kind of like turn them into friends but then you also turn them into family yes and and the reality is like when you have the family bond between those people then uh nothing really matters it doesn't matter if if the company have problems with shipping the products if the company have you know problems with like i don't know even like you know paying out commissions on time or like the, the it problems or anything such what really matters is this family bond together, right? Mm. And I personally believe that um, we have seen so many things over the last two years, specifically oh, yeah. like, I mean, like a lot of our teams like like have been really like struggling with technology, to be honest, just because of like, um, you know, also the, the types of, of like, I would say the people we had in the beginning and so on. Like I've been building a lot in Africa. Like uh, mm. I've been to like, just, just for, for everyone to understand, I've been to Nigeria over 40 times. And and many many people would say like what what are you even doing there or like you know what is what is what is so attractive there or something like that but but the reality is like we always say like we go I mean leaders go where where they're needed right and and where the things are happening mm-hmm. and um, what was the most impressive I would say over the, these two years and also like why we haven't been kind of like i would say struggling but we actually leveled up like mm-hmm. many times you know like when i hear companies saying like oh covid actually you know what if that's the reason why we don't grow or that's the reason why we do that it's 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 i i, I wouldn't even call it ex- as an excuse it's just like the the way of you have just you just haven't been ready to to basically go and adjust on on the things and entrepreneurs adjust right entrepreneurs always try to see the things before they actually happen Mm-hmm. And and this was just like that. Honestly, converting people from from not being technology savvy to like understand the basics, not more, just basics. You know, like to understand, like okay, I actually can operate my phone. I can actually be connected with people worldwide without even leaving my house, without you know, like breaking the rules of like the lockdowns, all those kind of things. That's basically what made the biggest difference. Yeah. Gotcha. And one thing that I, I would la- like to, to add is that in the past two years, uh, like two years ago, right when the, the lockdown happened here in the U.S., he just got in into the U.S. And I think that, that when he landed, uh, that's when they declare, you know, the complete lockdown of the country. So we were launching yep. a company and one of my, our mentors, she was telling us, you guys are launching a company in the worst time of, you know, history. And we were like, well, what can we do? We can't do much. You know, we're basically, you know, uh, this is what we're doing. And actually it took us around how, how many months, like six months to take off. And this, this company, even though we're still, we're not with them anymore. Uh, they, they keep on growing. You know, they, we, we did, uh, really, really great things. You know, the, the exponential growth was there, but it was because of the the new ways of doing things because people will say, well, now we can't travel, we can't have events, we can't have company events or whatever, but people actually stepped up because yeah. there, like you said, there, there was a lot of business owner, owners from 2020 up until right now that they see the opportunity because they can't, open their businesses period yeah. and i think personally we both have seen 
that it has been the best thing ever for, for at least for us. Just like, for example, to imagine like we actually had like over 17,000 new customers in a matter of the first 12 months without doing one single offline meeting, right? See what I'm Nothing. saying? So the yeah. people are going to say like, well, that's that's different. Yeah, it's different. But that doesn't mean it's not possible, right? Yeah, no, that's great. So, you know, you, you mentioned Africa and <clears throat> I wanted to ask you guys international expansion. You know, have you seen so it's you know, let me let me backpedal for two seconds prior to the lockdown. What was your secret to international expansion? And then what changed during lockdown? Because I know that you guys are very international. So can, can you break that down for me? So so pre-lockdown growth when things were kind of quote unquote normal, what were you guys doing to build? And then once everything got locked down and oh, everything fell apart, how did you guys keep that momentum going internationally? Well, uh, that that's kind of like a really question that is going to probably give a lot of answers to people, like understanding like the entire process, you know, because like just few months before the, the, the lockdown happens and all this craziness around the world, I actually developed the entire uh, model for the team when it comes to like uh, offline things, when it comes to like building from event to event, you know, going from the small events to, to a bigger event to a large mm -hmm. event and all these kind of things. Basically, like we actually created and then started to do like the things like like every every month, like a general, like a like a local event. And then we had like a regional events, like bigger ones going to every three months, all those kind of things. And in a matter of few months, we actually went like in, in some regions from like, let's say from 100 to maximum 200 people at the event. We had an event like for 900 people, like, like 1,000 people and so on, just in a matter of few months, because we knew that in order for us to have a big event, we have to have a series of small events to be able to get to a big event and all those kind of things, right? Like always just like, Again, you know, building from event to event, you know, from meeting to meeting to make things happen. Mm -hmm. No, this all worked out basically just in, in, in January when we, we did like a kickoff of 2020. Mm -hmm. You know, you always like try to try to start start stronger in, in the year and so on. So we had like, you know, all these like, uh, I think by that time we had eight or nine events that was like in different countries, like in Nigeria, in, uh, in, in Bosnia and Herzegovina, we had like in, uh, we had in UK, in the US, I mean, different places, like for yeah. all those different teams internationally. Because mm -hmm. I mean, like we, we had like teams like over 40 different countries, like active teams, not just, not just maybe like few customers, but really like, like, you know, active teams and, and leaders that been kind of like working on the market every day. So what happened is basically, we just needed to to take all these strategies of like you know like because the, the skills are still the same like Danny said before like there's there's no any yeah. difference it's just the difference is that instead of you doing the same things offline we just kind of needed to do them online so basically the same strategies the same things like you know from getting from from these like small little meetings to like larger meetings to like big meetings and so on and that's mm -hmm. what we did and. And it was like so amazing because like I never, you know, kind of like imagined that we're just going to have an event. I remember uh, we started with one team once and it was just about in just a matter of like four or five weeks, like into like starting the team. And we had an event. It was over 500 people like from from this from this one online. Right. And then I was like, that's that that's really powerful. Like it's actually uh, it's even more powerful than doing it offline because basically everybody can connect from anywhere. You know, we had people like, oh, you know what, I'm in Italy, but no event is like, for example, I don't know, in, in the UK, I just can't travel because it, it gives me so much more costs and, you know, I'm just not there yet to be able to do that. But no, you can click on the on the link 
and you're in, you know, in a matter of a few seconds and you're at the event. So it, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So basically we just took the things from offline and just said like, you know what, let's just basically pack them the same way, but they're just going to be done online. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that uh, from my side before COVID, you know, how I built was I did tours. I did several tours you know, in Mexico and Colombia and Peru, you know, and, and different places, you know, yeah. and, and I think that really, really helped me. Like what Dina was saying, it's just the principle, small events lead to the big event and then the large event. So what I basically did is that I um, specifically talked to, to our leaders and we got together to, to say, hey, you know, we have these certain cities where we have the need of having an event. So I will go to a city and I'll have like short meetings with leaders. And then we'll have these small little meetings, you know, with people that were business minded. And then, you know, two or three days later that I was there at the, you know, specific city, then we had a bigger event, 50, 100, 200 people. So we build from small uh, little um, reunions, small meetings, to larger meetings because you know those those little things little little steps brought us brand new people that were excited and they actually brought the most people to the events and that is how we grew and i think that when you want to open a market and, and this is something that i already like have very very clear because i built in in the past in countries where i have never been there and you know i you know i completely lost contact with those people but when you go inside the country and you go like one, one time two times like what Dino was was in nigeria 40 times you know you have to do that in order to to really build your team and expand it like in my case i was in colombia like multiple times and in peru multiple times and every time we 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 will meet it'll be the same principle building from small meetings to the big meeting. So that's how I build, you know, in Asia, of course, you know, you have to meet the people and the language is not the best. So I was able to, to be in Asia for, for a short uh, period of time, but I, I still was able to, to build some teams in Vietnam and, and, and uh, uh, Thailand and Indonesia. So it's, it's just the principle. And then we took this same principle into the online uh, events and in our previous company and the company that we founded just a few months ago, we have been applying these principles and we see that every time we do an event and we have you know, a specific purpose uh, of this event, we see the growth, like you know, 20, 30, 40, 50% growth every time we do an event. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, two, two points you guys made mention of that were really, really important is A, building small meetings to get the big meetings going. Everybody needs to hear that because everybody wants to jump to the big meeting. Everybody wants to jump to, you know, let, let's hit our list a thousand times and show up for one event and hope everybody shows up and it's just not the right way to do it. And, and it's something that Dino mentioned that uh, was actually mentioned to me just yesterday that I didn't even, even I didn't think about. The conventions actually did much better this year because so many people who wouldn't have attended any convention, didn't matter, COVID or otherwise, they just didn't want to fly. You know, folks who were older, folks, you know, whatever, for whatever reason they have, you know, you've got a finite number of people, whether it's, you know, 200 or, you know, 50,000 people that show up for convention, there's only that finite number of people. So the um, excitement's finite. Those people are incredibly excited. They come back and they spread their excitement for a week or two. And then it all kind of fizzles out as you know, it happens every time because you've seen it a million times. 
This year was so much more exciting because 100,000 people could show up, 200,000 people could show up. So everybody was excited. So it wasn't the passing excitement along anymore. Now it's the whole company that was excited. So I'm, I'm so glad you guys mentioned that. Thank you so much. Hey, talk about building as a family. You know, it's uh, as I mentioned before, you know, Conchetta and I built together. We've got a couple of kids. You know, you guys have kids. So let's talk about that for a second, especially, I mean, you guys, especially because you travel so much. You know, you guys are darting all over the world constantly. How are you guys balancing? And, and you do it separately, even even crazy. Easier. It's not like you guys are just always together. You're splitting off and going to different parts of the country. How are you guys balancing the, the happy family life with the, you know, we just launched the new company and we got to build this thing fast. How do you guys make a balance for that? Well, you know, there is, first of all, there's just a lot of um, things that just needs to be always like, not just planned, but really just sacrificed and, and, and understand, you know, from different ways that, uh, there are, there, are, there are certain seasons, right? Where, where simply you can just say like, you know what, no, it's a time for like, kind of like even like having more time for family. But then there are some seasons, for example, where you just simply need to give the right expectations, first of all, to yourself and then to everyone else, right? It's just simply like, uh, like, like talking about that and understanding like in which kind of period of life everyone is. And, you know, when, mm-hmm. when, as, a, when as a family together goes through the period, like, okay, you're starting the company, well, probably we're not going to have, you know, 16 hours a day time to be able to, to do the family life so far until we actually get to a specific point, right? Mm-hmm. But then also talking about that, I think Danny is going to maybe like say a few more things on that. But um, I'm just like, I, I, I don't know if, 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 if you see the, the kind of like the same way from, from your own side, but man, it's just like, I just don't know how, how girls do all those things. It's just like, <laughs> like, it's just crazy. It's like, you know, like, Sometimes I'm just even like I can't even handle myself to to do two or three things like at once to be able to yeah. do that. But then same here. When you consider like you know all the things at home and the kids and you know all those things, like I'm just like okay, I'm not even going to enter this stage because there is no way for me to handle it. You know, so you and I would have the same answer, my friends. <laughs> I, I would look to Kinchet and say, please answer this question. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So. I've- I think it's a lot of agreements that like um, uh, we we had between us and the children and us together just uh, saying, hey, we're in this period. We probably might not be able to watch movies together as much mm-hmm. or go to the park or maybe, uh, you know, take as much vacations as we used to because we're in this period of time. And, and when children are explaining these things, in a very loving way, but then, you know, we're not doing this, but, you know, we are getting this, you know, this is the goal. And Mm -hmm. once we get the goal, you know, and then they're looking forward to to hear and and to see what's next. And Mm -hmm. and instead of like complaining or nagging or, or, you know, just really not being engaged as a family, they're looking forward. They know, you know, because when we're on a call, you know, they, they even walked like very, it's like, oh, oh he's in a call. Oh, mom is in a call. <laughs> so they know, they know. And, and I think it's pretty cool. Not easy. I'm not tell you, it, it it sounds like very simple, but sometimes it's it's not easy. It's not easy, but you need to to sacrifice. Yes, but set the right, right expectations. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I, I, this just popped in my head. So I'm going to ask it anyways. You guys have launched several companies 
Can you help the folks out that are looking to join a startup or, you know, whether it's, whether it's you and I know you guys just launched, I, you know, obviously I want to get your information out to the folks if they want to work with you, but, you know, just in general, I know you guys, again, have, have launched several companies yourself, have been involved in true startups. Can, can you give a tip or two or three? I don't want to limit you, but can you give the folks a couple of tips of, you know, what should you look for if you're, if you're thinking about doing a startup, you know, what the leadership should say to you, you know, wh whatever things that goes through your head, would you mind exposing that to the folks of, you know, I'm about to choose a startup. What do I need to go through? Could you, could you guys address that for me, please? Sure. That's, that's like probably <laughs> one of our favorite topics to talk about anyway. So, um, so basically uh, what I would say, first of all, is there's kind of like a stigma going on for people thinking like, oh, you know what, there's a startup, like, and then they, they always come out with the facts, you know, oh, the, the oh. 90% of the startups never make the first year or like, like all those kind of things, right? But I would always say the reality is it doesn't matter the, the like how old is the company, but it matters the leadership and who yes. is actually the manage like the management of the company. Because like you're not gonna tell me like if if I don't know Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk start something today that you're not going to be interested, right? Mm -hmm. it, right. It's it's as simple as that. It's like people need to understand is what kind of people are actually behind it. Like, first of all, do you know them? What is their credibility? You know what, what they have actually done, not just talk about it, right? But they have what they have actually done. Did they mm -hmm. prove themselves? You know, is are they trustworthy? Like all those kind of things. And, you know, we all understand that credibility has to be built for years, but it can actually be, you know, like lost in a matter of a few hours or like yes. days or whatever, right? But uh, the point again is it like it's when it comes to the startups, first of all, you have to understand who is behind it. It's like who is the person that is basically, you know, pulling up the strings like it's, it, you know, making things happen. And so on. that's that's the big part. And again, you know, like I know that some people think like, like startups are, are, you know, like like hard or something. They are. I mean, like everything, it's hard. Like like when you start your own business as a let's say if, if, if you join a company as, as a distributor, mm -hmm. you are a startup. Like yeah. literally, do you're a startup. Like, I mean, you are joining a company that maybe it's not a startup, but you are your own startup because you still need to actually do your own things. People just need to understand when I start my business, when I start my new team, like in, in, in a company, I need to do all those things. I need to build the processes around it. I need to actually create the systems. I need to, you know, make sure that 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 our members that are joining have like the, the, the literature, have the all the systems, the things that they need to do. We need to uh, we need to also make sure that, of course, you know, the attention is on customers, that we make sure that basically they are, you know, served the right way and and all those kind of things. So that would be the first point. It's like very important. Like it's not just about how old is the company, but really like who are the people behind it? Yes. Because again, I mean, I've been in the companies that are like, you know, 10 years old companies. But when when I look on some of those companies right now, and even like when I look on some of the startups, I would say, I would, I would say it opposite. I would say that the, the 10 years old company kind of looks like it's a startup in some of the areas, but then the, the startup looks like a 10 years old company. Yeah. And the, the second thing what I'm going to say, it's, it's, and I'm going to say, say it with a lot of love to everybody and so on, but the reality is that startups today are not the same like 10 or 15 years ago. And what do I mean with that specifically? Because access to funds is way different than it was also years ago because there is so many like incubators there's there's so many i mean people actually looking for for like investing in any good company product or or, or anything such no the, the other point is like do you want to do it or not like for example in our case 
we had so so many experiences like from before that just the the, the relationship just didn't work out it's just like it was always like you know the people who kind of like wanted to be a part of the company they all they always wanted to kind of like uh, and I don't mind the, someone having the control, but like it comes to the point where it's so, so, so hard to actually manage different expectations and different personalities. It's really hard to find a partner that is basically want to be, you know, like in that case, I don't know if we want to call them investor or, or something like that. But on the other side, also being um in line with, with 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 the people that are actually growing the company, and that's what I've seen it in in most of the cases. Honestly, the problem why startups are not going the way they're supposed to go because the people who has created the startup, who actually had a heart and the vision and everything that they wanted to go and make things happen, were actually held down or just re- redirected because of the lack of the finances. Yeah. And, and then basically this what happened is because of the lack of finances, they actually needed to give up their vision and their, their dreams and what they wanted really to do to, mm-hmm. to say like, okay, I'm not going to do that because the person who is actually financing my company wants to do something else or like wants to do it differently or something like that. And this is one of the big threats of the startup startups basically falling down is because of that. And not just because that the person who started, you know, didn't have like the right vision on the right, you know, hard work or something like that. And here, what I wanted to say is basically uh, today startups, like there's so much technology. There's so much technology involved. Like just to give you an example, like we started our company in October, first of October last year. That means we are now what, three, four months old company. But we opened in, in over 35 different countries and, and in the first day. But I'm not just saying we just opened because we opened. But basically, in, in, in all those countries, we have done all the things, like when it comes to like the legal, when it comes to we are, we are selling the physical products, so we also need to do like the product registration and all those kind of things. But the reason why is because we planned it differently yes. based on the experiences and so on. So instead of us trying to, you know, figure out the things that been figured out already, we just took the things and, and just implemented them from the very first day. And then some people say, well, what about like, I don't know, logistics is always a big part when it comes to the physical product, right? Like, how are you going to handle that or this or that or that? Reality is like today, I mean, there's like so many web shops all around and people are selling things online. Do you think that they are really the ones that are putting the things together? There are the technologies, there are the things that are already there. So you just have to basically just, you know, embrace them and just put them together, right? So yeah. Again, you know, I, I know that Danny might have a few more things yes, to yes, say yes. on that, but it's 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 way different than I believe it was 10, 15 years ago when it comes to like calling it a startup. I, another thing, if you know, maybe you're watching this uh podcast and, and you're trying to decide for a company, it's the product. There you need to be very careful on what you select. Because, you know, I can talk about like crypto and I'm not bashing crypto. I, I used to the cryptocurrency, uh, you know, in a network marketing company. But some some things that you cannot put your, your full trust on, whether it's a physical product or finances or whatever product, uh, you cannot just build on. Because let's say that, uh, you know, you, you just grab a company because you're excited or your friend told you about it and, and there's a lot of hype but you really don't do the research of the leadership. But if the product is not registered in the market where you're going to be working, you're going to have a very big heartbreak. Maybe not 
this year, maybe not next year. But let's say that you have a three-year-old team and you have a very solid income, but then what happens when the regulators come and then they see that your product is not for sale in a certain region? Mm. And you know that this has a lot to do with the with the leadership of the company because I've seen many many companies and I'm not gonna say just crypto or you know products but you know they just change the label and and you know the, so that they can be approved and, and people you know they they don't do their due diligence mm-hmm. on the ingredients mm-hmm. of the product yeah. so that's that's yeah. huge and another thing I I believe it is. You need to look for a good system that doesn't only um, lets you, you know, let let you just make a lot of money. But you need to think about the the people that start from zero because you might have experience in network marketing. But you know, how about your sister or your cousin that doesn't know anything about it? Is it gonna be easier easy for them to to go forward? Because in my case, one of the companies that I left. You know, basically they were charging an auto ship that was insane, insane, 180 euros in Mexico. No way. You're not going to be able to, to have not even retention because it's like basically you're telling me that I need to pay your company to work. Mm-hmm. I need to pay you so I can make money, hopefully. But if my my auto ship is, let's say, 100 180 euros, and I'm not bashing any company, but but being really real in in at least in Latin America, you will never fly. Africa will never fly. In Asia, will never fly. And those are probably you know our biggest markets that we work on. So another part is uh, you know the the compensation plan. Like you know, it's very important. A lot of people are like oriented towards other things, but you need to make money. You need to know that if you're putting efforts, you need to compare different compensation plans and see, you know, oh, okay, so here's the log, here's, you know, the cap, here's this, here's that, and then come to the conclusion of what aligns to you. And I think the last, but I think is the most important is the mission of the company. Because I've been involved in companies where the mission, there, there's no mission. It's like, you know, let's make a lot of money and we're all the the best of the best and the best lifestyle. And, you know, we're the kings and queens of the world. And But, you know, that doesn't go very far in retention. Mm-hmm. But when you have a company that actually has a purpose, you know, if your company has the ability to contribute with the purchases of every single product, for you know a cause that will make an impact in this world mm-hmm. that is a very big win so yeah. all right and there's many other things that yeah. you you can say about it so no, i love that i'm so glad you guys went so in depth into that and uh yeah cuz cuz people forget about I, the, I love what dino said about the fact that as soon as you join a company you're a startup like I've, I've honestly i've never heard anybody say it that way i love it so much and and you guys both know 90% of all businesses fail it's not network marketing it's all i mean you can put everything, your entire life's, you know, savings into building a flower shop and it can be gone in three months. So terrible. So guys, now that it's, this is going to be a fun question for you guys, because you're, you're still in the startup phase. What are your six month goals? And I actually want you, I'd love to have you each answer this individually. And it's, you know, for people like us, sort of our personal goals and our professional goals uh, cross. So whichever one you want to go with personal, professional together. So please tell me what's your, what's your six month goal? 
So uh, first of all, one of the things that uh, wh when we decided to, to, to build the company was uh, that we're going to build it organically and on the right foundation, because, uh, you know, we are not we are not in a game of competing, like who's going to reach the numbers faster, who's going to do, you know, these, these kind of things, because we usually saw that. Uh, and you know experiences from before like fast up fast down that's what many people say you know Great you point. can you, you can grow fast but you can also fall down fast right yeah. so our our goal was always like to to just create like an organic uh, foundation where basically everybody finds their their spot and everybody is like you know what i'm here because of myself not because of someone else or something like that right because mm -hmm. uh like i said you know so many so many people just always like just fell into like excitement and the hype and all those kind of things. But when those things are gone, you're left on your own. And this mm -hmm. is where you need to find your own purpose. Like, why are you, you know, associating with someone exactly with your heart and, you know, being able to, to, to say like, you know what, I'm in this company because of me and because of my connection with, with specific, I don't know, product or the leadership. And I mean, everything is like, you can't be in the company because you hate the product. No, you have to, you have to, you still have to, you know, like, like, like the product. And then on the other side, you also have to like the leadership and, and the, the system and the, the everything else. It just needs to be aligned. Right. And that's, that's something where people actually need to make decision on the, on their own, not, not, not based on because someone has told them something and all those kind of things. So what we always, what we always try for, and what we always do is our, our goal is very simple. We want to kind of like take the, the principle of network marketing when it comes to duplication. Mm -hmm. And what, what we mean with that is like, we always want to duplicate. And we always know that the good things duplicate, bad things unfortunately duplicate, and many times even faster than the good things. Um, so our, our goal is always like to be twice better the next month than, than we've been before. Like, and th th this goes to everything to like, or, you know, personal development to like the, the skills and the knowledge to, to like how many members we have in the community, uh, you know, what are the, the sales of the company? Like, I mean, everything. And, and I know it's kind of like, it's stretching minds a lot because when you, when you share these, like, for example, I was just talking with one of the friends the other day and I said, well, you know what, like this, this, like, that means like, you know, when you do a million in sales, then the next month you need to do 2 million, you need to do 4 million and all those kind mm -hmm. of things. And, and they're like, and, and th this friend, he's like a really, like a really good big businessman. And he's like, I've never heard something like that. He's like, are you sure that you're just simply not kind of like too enthusiastic and like too <laughs> of what's going to happen? I'm like, look, it's very simple. It's like in this industry, it's just like if, if you do one more thing than you've done it yesterday, you've doubled it already. So for example, if you, if you got two customers in your team today and you got four customers tomorrow on your team because you have more people kind of like contributing mm -hmm. to it, yeah. That's not hard, right? It's just a simple, it's just the simplicity of duplication. So like if you apply this everywhere in your life, that's how it goes, right? So it's, it's not like that, that you're too optimistic, but no, it's just like a simple, like understanding. It's like, that's why you have to, you have to always keep it simple everywhere, right? So um, that's, you know, this, these are some of our goals always like to just improve ourselves and just go through it. Of course, you know, we have goals like when it comes to specific, you know, like to the numbers, to like the, the different kind of things to like how, you know, how the community needs to look like. But again, one of the big things that we are also for 
is to, is to creating, like I said, the organic foundation and the right culture. Mm-hmm. And I know it's, it sounds crazy. And sometimes people would say, but you don't look into these things in the beginning. But yes, we do. Like, like sometimes, and I'm telling you, like even just in the last these three, four months, we have declined some people to actually be a part of our company. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and many times people say, wait, you don't want me to be a part of your company or something like that. And, you know, or the team or something. We always tell people, look, we look for the specific uh, things where we also build the culture and culture is built through the time. And, but it starts from the very first day. And if someone is completely going out of the culture and just not ready to like apply some specific basic things and so on. Yes, I get it. Everybody is building their own business. I understand. But at the end of the day, you're still bearing the same company name. And if, and if, if you're, if you're going so much out of, you know, the, the way where we all see and, and go together, it's going to be hard. And, and, you know, it's, it's sometimes hard even like for, for everyone to say, well, you know what, maybe, maybe we are not the right fit, or maybe it's, it's something that, you know, you need to change or we need to change or something like that. But I think that's, that, that's a big part, you know, to, to really like look into the culture because uh, it's going to make a way easier and, and, you know, smoother things going forward when it comes to like, because once you get, once you get so much, so many different, of course, you're always going to have diversity. But once you get to the point where you have, you know, your people like everywhere doing so many different things and, and you, it's just hard to bring the team together, right? And always, always, you know, what people say, the team is as strong as their weakest member. So basically, you just have to go and find those weak spots and weakest members uh, and, and just try to figure out how you can actually make them better, right? Because that's how the team is going to get better. And I can, what I can say about the goals, you know, uh, like what you said, you know, personal, uh, you know, in the business, whatever. I think that uh, we have seen like uh, many experiences, you know, we build uh, all together, you know, teams of over 100,000 people, but it takes time. And uh, I think that that for me, for me personally, I think that our goals is to maybe double double what we have right now. Mm-hmm. And it's possible because we we have seen uh, you know, in you know, in the previous uh, company that we we launched, and you know, in building our teams, that the first six months are crucial. But when you're able and you know and you have the knowledge to bring in, you know, uh, more than ten thousand people in less than six months, yeah. I think that's powerful. And I think that uh, at least for me, our goal would be to to get uh, plenty. Right now, we have close to four thousand people in our in our community. So I think that. A good number will say it will be like between eight to ten thousand people in the next two or three months, and I think that's uh, that's very solid. It's not optimistic because it's, that's just the numbers game, and, mm-hmm. and and that is how it works. That's when you apply the principles. And in terms of money, I can tell you, I don't know, millions and millions of dollars, but that's uh, probably not. Uh, that's not how we operate, you know, and, and I can tell you that maybe we, we might, you know, in, in the previous company, we took the company six months to a million dollars and that would be perfect for me if I can do the same thing. But, you know, it, every company is very different. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Guys, I want you to give me your contact information because some folks are going to watch this and they'll be on their phone. So they're, they're not going to go through the show notes or anything like that. So uh, if folks want to get a hold of you to ask you questions, see what you're up to, what's the best way to contact you guys? 
Well, I mean, you know, we are like they can they can definitely we can give you the contact and I mean we can even say it here if we, oh let's hear it no I because some folks are just not going to read the show notes it is what it is right. so so right. yeah, to tell 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 the folks uh, how they can get a hold of you okay okay good yeah so basically like you can you can always reach out to us like over I, I would say email is one of the the, the best the ways right. or the best ways always to reach kind of like to anywhere around the world and so on so like you can. You can just send us email. It's it's Dino at newhopeglobal.com or Danny at newhopeglobal.com because okay. that's that's how we have it. Uh, and newhopeglobal.com is the company name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, newhopeglobal.com is the website, but the company <laughs> is newhopeglobal. So um, yeah, yeah, that's the easiest way. Because if right. if you guys try to to reach out to us on social media, uh, is it sometimes it's hard because then then I see I have like a ton of messages on the spam, and I'm like, oh. Man, I'm sorry. Like even people like that have contacted me like a year ago. So I think that email is is the best way. No, that's great. That's that's why I you know that's one thing that I always want is uh, I want people to be able to get a hold of you. You know, it's like people are why you know they spent the last I don't even know how long we've been talking for because I don't really keep track of it, but they spent this time listening. I know they've liked what you had to say, so I want them to always be able to reach out to you. So Dino and Danny Nadelko, thank you so much for being on today, guys. You you brought a very cool angle today that I really love, and you know, so much luck for the launch. You know, I know you guys are just getting started, and I know that you got huge goals for the next six months. So I wish you nothing but luck, and uh, I can't wait to have you guys on soon to hear how things are going. Awesome! Thank you, thank you so much for for your time and invitation, and you know, to everybody. It's it's all about making better everyone else, and that's what it is. So, you know. Great, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you.